0: Hi everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Hans Pearson, CEO of the Store Local Group.
1: and I'm Mark Greg, I'm the National Head of Revenue for Store Local.
0: In light of recent events, we thought we'd get some experts from all around the globe to share their experiences and give us something to take away and apply it into our businesses over the coming days and weeks. We're really excited, so let's get into it. Well, uh, hi everyone, how are we going? Uh, Mark Gregg and Hans Pearson from Store Local here. Uh, and we're delighted to have uh, Scott Jensen from uh, Adigma, based uh, based in Salt Lake City, Utah, joining us today, uh, all the way from uh, from cold Utah, uh, in the middle of the, uh, the, the COVID-19 lockdown. Uh, and we're delighted to have Scott join us and talk a bit about uh, his background uh, as a uh, as a, a really preeminent marketing expert in self storage in the U.S. Uh, share some of his experiences of the current market uh, and what he's seeing amongst uh, some of his customers and across the industry broadly in the U.S. So, um, so welcome, Scott. How are you going?
2: Doing really well. Doing really well. All things considered, uh, we're about two weeks into locking things down a little bit or tightening things down here. Uh, Kids have been out of school. It's normally being school right now and they're now doing school from home and and the first week was a little rough but the second week uh, we figured out how to get into a little bit of a schedule and a routine and I think we've got things tightened up a little bit. Come up with kind of daily challenges for them to see if we can keep them entertained and and try new stuff and in some ways I think yesterday I tried to see if I could pay them uh, the last one out of the tent that I set up in the backyard, uh, granted, it's uh, about 25 degrees here Fahrenheit. Last one out of the tent, then uh, I paid 50 bucks to, and it bought me about two and a half hours of free time to myself after they had done their schoolwork. So uh, <laughs> we're making do.
0: It's a crazy world right now. Well done. Survival tactics, family style. That's right. Uh, well done. <laughs> exactly. Well, Scott, uh, again, thanks for joining us. Uh, be great for you to just share with us a bit about your background in self storage, and obviously take the opportunity to tell us a bit about uh, your company, Adigma, Digma, uh, which specialises um, uh, in in marketing for self storage amongst other industries.
2: Sure, happy to. Uh, first, I'll start with the background a little bit. Uh, I've been doing marketing for the majority of my career, uh, going back to. Geez, uh, and digital marketing specifically, 1995, uh, 96 area things were just getting started. I mean, it's, it, that's a ways back. And uh, some of the things we used to do is, is pretty comical now looking back that far uh, when things were just barely getting started and uh, from there. I was in that for until, oh, doing a couple different marketing things until I went to work for Extra Space Storage uh, based here in Salt Lake City. Uh, around 2005, uh, where I ran digital marketing, uh, eventually uh, call centers and um, things like our integrations with revenue management and our forecasting and uh, some of our long-term strategy pieces, um, but really focused around, because Extraspace uh, at that point still does focus quite a bit on marketing, uh, and was there through 2008, 2009, when everything kind of uh, really slowed down. Uh, We hit that uh, big recession and then was part of the process to help pull out of that uh, for about three years after that that point uh, before moving on to some other industries. Uh, So I had done that. And then uh, about three years ago now, um, two partners of I and I went and started Adigma, which is a a digital marketing agency. Uh, And the majority, almost a little over half of our clients are self-storage related. Uh, So we're still very much involved with it. We have a a clientele that spreads from kind of small mom and pops that have uh, one or two facilities to some of our clients uh, have as many as 275, almost 300 locations as well. Uh, So we kind of get the gamut there uh, and work uh, with a number of different people within the industry, uh, keeping track and tabs and and really focused in on
0: it. And... Uh, that's great Scott and, and so what, do you, what are you seeing in the industry right now like you dial back a month or two uh, very different to where we are right now and I know yeah. Mark and I are seeing across, uh, across our stores across Australia uh, a, a market difference in uh, in all markets uh, you know curiously quite positive here in Australia I must say in terms of trading and uh, that seems to be a pretty common experience but if you could just talk us through what what the vibe is, if you like, the restrictions, the shutdowns, how are self-storage operators uh, reacting to that in the U S?
2: Yeah. So we're seeing quite a bit of different things. So it probably should be clear. First of all, we need to remind people that we are, and we kind of talked about this uh, and the, the jacket kind of says, so we're still just coming out of our winter, right? And so here at my house, it snowed about four inches this morning, mm-hmm. uh, and we're st- it's still kind of that, uh, that pieces. We're just coming into spring here. Uh, from a COVID-19 standpoint, we are about two weeks into where people uh, are starting to take it seriously. So a couple of things happened. I think that really impacted things here. So you had uh, Tom Hanks and his uh, wife—they that they were there in, in Australia when that when they came out and announced that uh, that they were that they ha- had contracted it. And then here, there are a couple NBA players came out and said, um, "Hey, we've got it as well." People kind of stood up and took notice, uh, and I think it got real for people really quick at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, when that happened, then uh, different states here within the states uh, started reacting differently. You have some that are. Uh, much more on one level, where you have New York and California, which have uh, shut things down significantly, where it's uh, all uh, non-essential business has been closed off. Uh, essential businesses being um, things like uh, pharmacies and grocery stores and uh, and those things. And then you have some that are more uh, the other end, which haven't really us any restrictions at all. Uh, here in Utah, where I'm at, Uh, I'd say we're middle of the road. Uh, They closed schools down, like I said, uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, Most of the people that can work from home have. uh, We've taken all of our offices and all of our people are working from home now and have been doing so for about two weeks. Uh, Worked out well for us. We were prepared for it. uh, uh, Our employees are are more than capable and and we encourage people to work from home for some time anyway. Um, We usually keep office hours where people come in regularly, but uh, working from home isn't something new for us. Um, so th- there's been a little bit of a, I think last week was a wait and see uh, from a, a storage standpoint. Uh, we saw demand was really strong last week still. Uh, this week, I would say, and now we're only Wednesday into it uh, from when we're recording this, uh, looking at the numbers today, and we can get into some more details on this. We're starting to see a little bit of a softening in demand. Uh, And that's not surprising, considering that there's typically about a 14-day lead to somebody when they first start looking at this to when they actually uh, convert. Uh, And last week being a little bit, I probably was kind of uh, capturing the people from the week before. Uh, This week, we're starting to see the slowdown from last week when people kind of really started to slow down um, overall. So that's, I would say, the general overview. And we can go into a lot more detail on things as we go through this. But uh, the overview, I think, is not only the people but most of our clients are a little bit in a a wait and see approach still Um, the u.s government just passed today a stimulus bill uh, in which they are going to start sending checks out to individual families and they have some bailouts from medium and, and small businesses there'll be some packages for some of the larger businesses as well uh, that just happened today. I don't think anybody's really understood the the full economic impact of what that could be yet uh, for it to see what it does to the markets or to how people react. Um, but that that's still just now starting to roll out and people will, will get a feel for that. But I think for the most part, uh, the general population and our clients are still in kind of a wait and see mode.
1: Scott, can I ask you a question? And, and you're saying then is a wait and see. So, from a customer's perspective, what are some of the operators actually doing to actually inform them their customers, uh, their customers in relation to what's actually happening?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so, I can give you probably a handful of different things, and let's talk a little bit about um, how those things are impacted, and and draw on some of our past experience and how that that reflects on things. So, I was talking to uh a former colleague of mine at extra space who now runs a large portfolio um not going to be at liberty to say but they're based out of uh, out of california and and they have a fair number of locations uh he and i worked together and was uh, he was very aggressive back in 2008 um when we went through that downturn uh and for those of you who remember and look back at that extra space in that time we did take a hit from a, from an occupancy standpoint, uh, but we never stopped rate increases. Uh, we kept with rate increases all through that, uh, almost two year period when a lot of the smaller operators and even some of the larger operators, uh, stopped on rate increases because they were afraid of pushing people out. Uh, we didn't. And there was a lot with conversations between he and I and, and, uh, some of uh, the operations people, um, He's not doing that right now, that's not his intent anyway, is to, uh, he's gonna put a, a a notice out to their customers that they won't be doing rate increases uh, in the near future. Um, he's gonna hold back on that, uh, so that would be one. So we're seeing a lot of our our clientele, even though we had some of those lessons in the past about rate increases that they have, um, for the community uh, have decided that it's a probably a good PR move to notify people they're not gonna be doing rate rate increases. Uh, We're also seeing people stop doing auctions, uh, both online and in-person auctions, in-person because they've they've restricted gatherings. Uh, For example, here in in Salt Lake, uh, they've said, no, you can't have gatherings of more than 10 people, for example. Uh, Other places, they're down to two or three. And so they're not doing auctions. Uh, I think it's also a good PR move from that standpoint. Uh, And when we say they're not doing auctions, that means that they're not doing evictions either. So they've said, hey, if you miss your payment, we're not going to kick you out uh, right now. So I think there's a a PR move that comes along with that. Uh, We've also seen for those locations that are closer to universities, oftentimes they will restrict some of their inventory because the university student isn't a great student or a great customer necessarily. They may be a good student, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe they're not, somebody should do that study. Uh, But we see that they're not typically a great customer because they don't stay a long period of time. They take smaller units and they're not there for a rate increase. Uh, But we've seen a lot of our university locations open up inventory because we know those people are coming in, they have no place else to go. They're going to be away for a long period of time. So we've seen that happen. Uh, We've seen a big push to uh, contact-free leases uh, and pushing online leases. Uh, there have been a couple of companies that have been a little, I wouldn't say behind the times they've had their reasons for not doing online rentals, uh, but they have moved towards that or turned those on in the last couple of days uh, where there's no contact leases. That's happened quite a bit. Um, we're seeing a lot of push towards auto pay uh, and giving incentives for them to do so. Uh, that has always been back there and we've always known that auto is a, a better customer experience. Uh, but some people get a little bit lazy about it. And so we're seeing uh, even just this week, uh, people really starting to push the auto pay under the COVID-19 guys uh, and offering some sort of like a first month or a free month or something or discount for doing so. Um, And that's, I would say, those are all on the positive side on the, the negative side. I think that, and we can hopefully talk about this a little bit more in a minute as well, but uh, more on the negative side, we're not, maybe, maybe it's not the right term for this, but I, I think it's still so new, two weeks-ish, as I said before, that we're not seeing a lot of testing happening. And, and At Enigma, we, uh, we're big believers in testing and, and figuring new things out and, and that the market's dynamic and constantly changing, that we should be looking to test. A lot of our customers and are not quite to that point yet where they're thinking about, hey, how do I learn something from this experience? uh yet and i think we're still probably a couple of weeks away uh fortunately for all of us humans are pretty adaptable so i think why we're still around on the planet at this point point. Uh, and within the next couple of weeks people will start to think about that uh how do i learn something from this how do we make this uh better for us or understand who our customers are or what unit sizes uh, make more sense and, and how do those things happen we're not seeing quite a lot of that uh, we have seen I guess on a bright spot, a couple of, of cases of success, uh, when we've run ads, uh, along the lines of saying something like a hey, finding that spare room for a home office, store your stuff with us. Uh, we're seeing some of that, uh, have some success. Uh, but I think people are still kind of in that wait and see mode in, in a lot of cases Does that help answer your question.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So, so with the marketing approach, Scott, uh, I guess there's there's some different tactics here. Obviously, there's the important uh, uh, angle of being concerned for customers. This is this is first and foremost a a health crisis, which is different to uh, the the GFC ten years ago. Um, But then also there's also there's the imperative of uh, of businesses being in business in order to to protect employees and provide an important customer service uh, in the case of self storage. So. Uh, what sort of marketing tactics are you seeing out there, or you guys are applying? Um, uh, what can what can people learn from what what you're doing? Still early days in in this crisis period, but but what are some of the tactics?
2: Sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of the numbers that we're seeing and how that's setting this what we're doing up. If that's okay for a minute. Sure. Okay. So the last like i said before the last week looked really strong uh but this week we're starting to see demand soften uh and that was that's as of this afternoon when i was looking in preparation for this conversation right now um as it's uh, 9 32 pm our time here uh so we're a little bit later right <laughs> anyway. so um like i said in that 14 day cycle we're starting to see a little bit of softening that's happening there uh and it's looking about 10 to 15% lower than the seasonal average than say a year or two years ago. Uh, This, these numbers look a little bit closer to what our February a month ago looks like, which is late winter for us. uh, than they do kind of the end of March numbers Uh, and we would inverse those for, for the subsequent months for, uh, for wherever you're at. But so I'm using the seasonality piece because uh, temperatures and uh, weather have a lot to do with, Seasonality and self-storage, right? And when people decide to to use it, so that's why I use that that point there. What we're also seeing is that um, for a lot of our clients, depending on how who they are and how we manage their campaigns, uh, we're seeing that their cost per clicks on a digital marketing standpoint are flat, or when they are, when we manage to a flat CPC, um, that they're losing impression share. All right. And what that means is, is the demand is softening. And so that the market is increasing or uh, is reacting by increasing its exposure. And so, for example, say you had a, a cost per click of X and previously you were getting 30% exposure with that cost per click set rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're seeing now is that where that used to be maybe a 30% exposure, that that's probably dropped Uh, 8 to 10 points, so you're down around a 22 to 20% exposure on that same cost per click. Uh, In the few experiments that we're running where we're increasing those cost per clicks, we're able to maintain that exposure, uh, but the demand pool is is shrunken down a little bit, right? So overall demand is going down and therefore market reaction is that people are are bidding that up in that case. All right, so so we're running a few tests there, uh, but that's overall we're seeing that way. We're also seeing um, that, for example, Google local business pages and those pages that Google maintains for your businesses, uh, we run a lot of SEO tests and we're constantly changing and tweaking those to see how the algorithms are reacting. Uh, Those reviews, uh, in a lot of cases, reviews have been turned off uh, because they don't have the staff to monitor those because they've all been sent home. Uh, And the updates to those pages uh, are taking a lot longer than they used to be. And there's quite a bit, and they've come out and said as much that uh, teams have been out or have been kind of furloughed for a little bit, uh, so edits are going to take a longer time. So the work that you may have been doing on SEO and you would normally see a six to eight week uh, lag in, in your effort, that's going to be extended out a little bit where uh, you're doing that way. So with those couple of things in mind, uh, then some of the things that we're doing, the uh, The the counsel we're giving uh, our clients as they come in is, first of all, yeah, we're kind of in a wait and see pattern. It's only been two weeks. Uh, My hope is, is that people will adjust and that within a couple of weeks, we will probably still be on quarantine and lockdown, but that life will be kind of resume to some sort of normal. Uh, there'll be some normalcy that comes back and then we'll kind of figure some of this stuff out because that's typically what happens is people we have to adjust and then we bring back those parts of our life. And that's what I'm hoping happens. So we've said, hey, let's wait and see what happens. Um, we don't think now is the time to necessarily Um, start spending a significant amount more. So we're not advising go out and and increase your spend significantly because it's going to cost a lot and you've got there. Uh, But at the same time, we're also not advising that they decrease their spend. We've had a couple clients come in and say, Oh, it's the end of the world. Let's, let's decrease our spend. We're in a recession for the next 18 months and kind of like the smelters in a concrete factor factory, some pay, some marketing efforts are really hard to start back up once you've turned them off. Yeah. Yeah. And paid search is maybe the exception there because you can flip that on and off, some display, some of those type of things. Uh, but your SEO efforts, uh, some of your social stuff, uh, keeping those stuff, those things, uh, I would say not just on life support but a little bit above that uh, is important because my personal feeling is that we're either gonna You just really come down on this and and, and be really strong for the next two months and come out and start to come out of this. And I think we're seeing some of those models happen in in various countries and in and around Asia Uh, and that things will be able to kick back up pretty quickly uh, because there'll be there have been this disruption, but people will still have jobs to go back to uh, relatively quickly if instead we take a longer period of time to and we extend this out which i think is really a function of how a society chooses to react to this and we're out say doing this for another six or eight months just the legal nature of how businesses work they will go out of business and people won't have those jobs to go back and they'll take some time to get those things up and going again and then i think we're looking at more of a 2008 2009 recovery model which is incremental steps back uh, as opposed to kind of light the flame back up really quickly if it's a a two-month layout that way. Um, So that's what we're kind of advising our clients right now is say, let's let's hold tight for a week or two, uh, see what things are, and be ready to adjust. We'll continue to provide regular updates, kind of like the conversation we're having right now, what we're seeing when it comes to demand and lag that way. Right. that help?
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it does. And I guess the question that comes to mind in the next two weeks, next four weeks, six weeks, whatever some sort of shutdown might look like, uh, yeah. one of the key questions that the industry here has been grappling with, and I know New Zealand is, is grappling with at the moment, is uh, is self-storage regarded as an essential service. So if I'm a customer, can I get access to my self-storage centre in the event of a more aggressive shutdown? Have you any comments yeah. on that in, in your market and across yours? Because in some of the U.S. markets, it is being regarded as an essential service. Uh, is, is that a common place and what's good and what's bad about that?
2: Oh, great. So you're right. We have clients in, I think, 45 of the 50 states here um, with a couple of exceptions there. And almost everyone is slightly different is what we're seeing right now. Uh, as far as how they are classifying certain types of businesses uh, in some cases it's say essential is grocery stores pharmacies and hospitals and that's essential uh, in some cases they're more qualifying it on hey what's your social interaction going to be uh, is it something that you don't have to interact with anybody fine leave it open uh, yeah. uh, or can it be minimized right and so you see for example, restaurants are doing curbside delivery uh, where you're not really interacting with anybody a whole lot. They're You're prepaying and then they're handing you things off. And in those cases, um, I think both the restaurant industry obviously and then self-storage is hoping more for that model uh, that we can continue to do a contactless uh, interaction uh, and leave things open for that. I think this goes back to, um, depending on what different societies choose or how they choose to address this situation. Uh, I think closing thing, and again, this is me speaking personally, I think closing things down like a, a draconian, hey, let's put everything down, lockdown for 14, 21 days, something like that. And everybody stayed away from everybody else for that time. It's not possible, but if they did, uh, then this would probably be over uh, from my understanding. That's not going to happen, and so it's a matter of hey, how much how many contact points are there going to be between here and there, um, and then what's the payoff or the or what's the uh, the results of that as it comes along? Uh, I'm guessing we're going to find something uh, somewhere in between that and and the people hanging out on Bondi Beach this weekend uh, or the Florida beaches here, <laughs> right? Uh, and it'll prolong this out uh, for some period of time.
1: So, Scott, I was just sort of saying, go back to um, what you were saying then in terms of contactless. Obviously, it's a time for a lot of the operators that perhaps that don't have that ability, like you said, the curbside, uh, pick up from a restaurant, really start looking into that innovation, um, really, you know, and as, and as probably as an industry as well. Do you what sort of comments do you have about that?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um... I want to be careful that not to to just i want to be careful to strike the right tone here uh with everybody and that is um look i'm i'm confident but i'm also cautious for myself and my family and and what we're doing and and what's happening here is something that we as a society a a global community need to address and and be after this um but I have a tendency to think about the world as I'm going to make my own weather as opposed to let it rain all over me. Uh, And I think there is opportunity to learn in every situation. Right. And so uh, that's what I'm looking at this as well. And how are we going to learn from this um, and, and make our businesses better. And I think that uh, if you really are a capitalist and you believe that that's the case, then in some cases, some businesses need to go away. Uh, because they, if they're just holding on by a string right now, and we have clients right now that are, that we know are over leveraged, uh, and if they lose 10 to 15 points in occupancy, or if they have that the same number, uh, kind of defaults that they're going under, uh, and that's unfortunate and we, and we will feel bad and lose them as a client, but in a capitalistic, uh, environment, that's going to happen, um, so what we're we're looking at is we're saying hey, where is the opportunity to learn and get stronger and better? And you're right, if uh, you haven't been pushing uh, online rentals at this point, now's a good time. If you have that capability and you've got the, the ability to start looking at that, um, if you're looking at things like um, we talked about some uh, auto pay payments and and those type of things, uh, it's surprising to us sometimes we get clients that have 30 or 40 facilities even. Uh, that still are taking check or the majority of checks are coming in through the mail or people are coming in to make payments. And we're just like, how how are you doing this? Um, And you guys, you guys know that as well. And and a lot of people do, and I'm not poking fun of those people. I just, there's a much more efficient way to do this. Um, But I think there's also some opportunities to look for natural tests that happen here. So uh, who stayed? Um, who had to leave? What was the unit type that, uh, that we saw the most churn on or where did we see the longest uh, length of stays? Uh, where did we see our acquisition channels uh, move or adjust? Uh, who were our clients um, that needed? Was it, were they business clients? Were they individuals? Were they older? Were they younger? Uh, where is it more in a mobile uh, environment? I think there's a lot of tests that are going to come out of that uh, that we're going to see. Uh, that will happen naturally and then hopefully within the next couple of weeks as this becomes a new normal as I said that we'll start to develop um, some testing and thinking about how, how do we uh, learn from this opportunity uh, not in a again to reiterate not in a morbid way because it's it, this is truly horrific what's happening um, but from a, a it's our job to continue to push forward and and to adapt and survive and so let's figure out ways that we can we can do so
1: Excellent.
0: And where do you see the demand coming from, Scott, uh, among, from, from your customers? Can you split that into business, into personal, older, younger? Um, any, any shift in demand that you've seen over, over the last sort of two to four weeks?
2: Yeah, so I would say it's too early to tell really where that, that slip in demand is specifically coming from. Uh, Like I said, we just started to see it this week and we're maybe four days into the week as we're measuring it. Um, And it's about, like I said, a 10 to 15% slip so far. Now we try to be a little bit like me saying that is not, it's not a week's worth of data. Right. And there may be other things, but what I did is I, aggregated, I took all of our accounts across those 45 states, aggregated them up, looked across the board to look at CPCs, look at demand, look at impression shares, look at the conversion rates, all those things. Um, it's not a week's worth of the data. And there is, as everybody knows, there's seasonality involved by uh, week of the month, by day of the week, by day of the, the year, by week of the year. Uh, all those things, and I was comparing against the previous month, against Latin, and the last three years worth of data that we have there to see, hey, and then try to normalize that a little bit for some of the other things that were going on. So I would not say that with any anything definitive that we're seeing I, this particular segment is where we're seeing the shallowing in demand yet. Uh, if we talk maybe in a week or two, I think I'll have a little bit better understanding of where that's coming from, whether it's... Um, in specific markets. uh, Although I think we'll see markets here uh, in the States affected differently. Like I said, New York and California uh, are much tighter restrictions than we see in say, something like uh, Kansas or or Kentucky, which are still kind of pushing hard to to keep businesses and and things open. Um, I would guess though, if we start to look at what the economy is and we look around and seeing the businesses that are closing down, things like restaurants and where the people who would be employed at a restaurant where they've cut their staff down either completely or down 90 plus percent. Uh, the housing near apartment buildings and people where those people generally tend to live and our facilities that are in proximity to those is going to be my guess is where we're going to start to see the impact of their, that first uh, from a supply and demand standpoint. Um, I haven't thought enough about it to think if, depending on, like I said, that two or six to eight month timetable. If I think those will bounce back the quickest and those will be the biggest opportunity, but I'll be looking at that here. Um, because that's for our clients and our job, that's what it is to do is to say, "Hey, yeah, we've, we've lost something here. How do we kind of understand the market that we can, uh, that we can come back stronger in. All right. Probably just
0: got one more question. Um, that is, uh... What would be your advice to storage operators what's what's the key couple of pieces of data that they should be watching every day uh as this crisis goes forward um to inform them as to as to how they can adjust to the to the current situation what's the what's the top two three four pieces of data to watch uh from from your perspective
2: sure um well Depends a little bit on what your business goals are and what data you have available. Correct. Uh, if I am, a, if I have, and you guys are operators and you know this, uh, as well as I do, I'm looking at a couple of things to begin with. And first of all, I'm, I need to understand what my, um, I think when we start off an extra space, like a lot of people, we were operating on an occupancy model. We knew that we wanted to be between 87 and 89% occupancy. Uh, we changed that over time to you know, several iterations to get to a uh, a margin model, uh, which meant that we're looking more at lifetime values of customers and cost per acquisitions and uh, and some things around those cases with set costs, and it became much more sophisticated over time as we looked at that. So, depending on how you're operating your business, I'd be looking at a what's my occupancy in relationship to the 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 liens I have on my property or how my property is leveraged. Right. And most people I think that are owning or operating properties know that, that, Hey, I, uh, my leverage accounts for 20 to 35% of my, uh, my property that way. Uh, and knowing what that number is and where your, your even point is uh, from an occupancy or from a, um, uh, from your, your rental standpoint and how much you can afford to lose. and be watching that closely. Right. Um, with that, I'd be looking also at uh, my churn uh, in conjunction with that. Uh, I would be looking at my incoming rentals and uh, my pipeline for those, uh, what, what those are. Uh, I would be looking at uh, what pricing I'm getting uh, in relation to that, because all those things are, they're all related and, and impacted that way. Um, generally, as a... The general thought with Adigma, we don't look at client at, um, at competition a lot um, because generally we don't think that the competition is very smart when it comes to pricing right, right. Uh, and how and their uh, and how they go about their marketing. Uh, so that sounds uh, it's not going to come off real well. I understand that, but I'm just going to stand behind it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, we tend to think that uh, that the businesses are going to run themselves and, and we have different metrics that we're optimizing to. And, uh, and we're going to maximize those, right. And regardless of what else is doing right now, what we've told our clients and what we're trying to is we do have uh, quite a bit of uh, competitive data and we are sharing that with them as from a, a pricing standpoint, which may make it a little easier for them. In this cases where we run revenue management, um, to, uh, price themselves so that they make sure that they're capturing more of their market share than what they might have been doing before because a lot of our uh, clients aren't going after market share but rather after uh, specific customers uh, who have greater lifetime values and now we're saying well we can adjust pricing and we know what uh, price elasticity means from an occupancy standpoint we can relate those two things together uh, and saying if we adjust prices down yes the model has been that we're going to be priced at, at x um, which maybe here, let's look at pricing a set of units at Y, which may be some percentage below that, uh, and see what that does um, from a maintaining their occupancy standpoint. If they're worried about that, if they're starting to lose some occupancy, so I'd be looking at those probably five or six things right now. Is a understand where your your number is uh, from a uh, a leverage standpoint, from an occupancy and uh, and and revenue coming in standpoint. Uh, what your churn is, uh, the um, your cost for those acquisitions, maybe what your competition is a little bit uh, tighter so that you can be sure that you are uh, not losing uh, or not losing a disproportionate amount of uh, your occupancies that comes along, uh, those things. Uh, and then I think there's some other things around just in the general market uh, that uh, you can be looking at, um, things that we all know day to day, but I think there's some general things around, um, things like, hey, okay, what is your, your local unemployment rate, uh, how many people filed for unemployment or for some sort of government service. Uh, They're posting those on a weekly basis now. I think that's indicative a little bit uh, as you start to see what industries those are coming from and where maybe those people live and how those would affect different facilities you may have um, are things that I'd be looking at from more of a
0: macro standpoint. Excellent, thank you.
1: Thanks, Scott. Yeah,
0: of course. Well, uh, I haven't got any more questions unless you do, Greggy.
1: No, I'll be interested to see what happens in a week's time because for us, obviously, our demand of our particular sizes have started to change. Uh, they've actually become smaller in demand. Uh, so obviously, yeah, it'd be interesting in a week's time to have a revenue management discussion.
2: <laughs> Are you guys looking at uh, unit conversions or, or changing that? Do you have that ability in, in, in a short period of time like this?
1: Uh, In short, yeah, we can. Um, We sort of have a bit of flexibility across our local sites, our group, in terms of our sizes. Uh, So, yeah, so obviously at the moment what I'm tending to find is actually our average size is actually decreasing. Smaller units are higher in demand. But whether that is a a trend as, like yourself, Scott, we're only obviously a couple of weeks in as well. So sort of how that plays out over the next week um, from a revenue perspective, uh, as you mentioned, as well.
2: All right. Do you have a hunch at what's driving that? Do you think it was leading before or do you think that that's just come on the last couple of weeks?
1: Uh, A combination, I think. Uh, I think a combination is uh, those that are actually that are storing that have got super and they still need storage, but they've realized that they've taken a hit on their super. So they're looking at obviously still needing storage, but really condensing down. And obviously here in Australia, obviously when someone takes a a self-storage unit, um, generally it's not head high. So obviously they can really pack it. So an opportunity is obviously, uh, and this is where the demand is for, uh, where there hasn't been demand for smaller units, it can assist.
0: Well, Scott, really appreciate you sharing your views with uh, with the webinar audience. Uh, you know, you're a, you've um, been very open with some of the, the tools and tactics you're using and your experience shares in the middle of the, the, the lockdown over there in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah in the US, uh, we really, really appreciate that. And if it's okay, we wouldn't mind checking in in a couple of weeks' time in this rapidly changing situation. Just see see what is going on in terms of trading, trading conditions, marketing trends, and uh, things like cost per click, etc. that you've touched on. That'd be fantastic to learn from. So thank you very, very much. Thank you, Scott. On behalf of Greg thank and you. myself and Store Local, good work, mate, keep it up, and uh, we'll talk again in, uh, in the next couple of weeks.
2: Sounds good, pleasure's mine, thanks you guys. Thanks, man. have thank a great you. night. Thank you.
0: Cheers.